discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything He is. That is why He told Abraham, He said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave Himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God Himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boati as Christ is magnified in you. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord at all? Wow. Alright. So, on Sunday, I was talking about um, prophecy. I spoke about prophecy. I spoke about... But the, the, the title of my message is Working for the Lord Through Fasting and Prayers. Okay? Through what? Fasting and Prayers. You can work for the Lord through fasting and prayers. And I spoke about how that God has made us kings, He has made us priests, and He has made us prophets of our lives. So... You, there's no need for you to start chasing a prophet somewhere. Booking appointments and going for consultations. Paying some amount to consult concerning your life and concerning what's going on in your life. There's no need for that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The days of the Old Testament, it happened like that because the anointing was divided into three. What was upon Ab- Abraham was divided into three and put on three different individuals in Israel. In the whole of Israel, only three people could be anointed. The king, the priest, and the prophet. So Samuel was anointed as a prophet. That was why when Saul's donkeys got missing, Saul's father's donkeys got missing, he went to Samuel to seek counsel from the prophet. And when he was coming, he brought a gift. He asked his servant, do we have a gift for, this, for the prophet? Because those times you needed to give a gift for the prophet to prophesy to you. That is what they've invoked in our day. So they'll tell you, bring a gift, bring some money. And the money is in different classes. Also because the sacrifices were in different classes. There was a sacrifice for the bulls, the sacrifice for the sheep, the sacrifice uh, the, for the pigeons and, and doves. Hallelujah. Depending on your class and depending on your level, you brought the sacrifice in different forms. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They all had the same value before God, but in different sizes. So in this day, it's also been invoked that if you want a certain kind of consultation or a certain kind of attention, you have to bring 1,000 Ghana cities. On a certain level, you have to bring 500 Ghana cities. On another level, you have to bring 100 Ghana cities. 50 cities is not inside. <laughs> you don't like 50. You know? So they are, they are deceiving the, the masses, actually, and taking from the masses. The Bible says that they will make merchandise of you. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 1 and verse 2. You see it there. So be smart. Tell me about be smart. Be very, very smart. The gift of God is not for sale. Jesus said that freely have you received, freely give. It's not for sale. It's free of charge. He says, but there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you. We don't only have false prophets, we also have false teachers amongst us. Then he says, who privately shall bring in damnable heresies? 
even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. Verse 2. It says, and many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. Verse 3. It's in verse 3. It says, and through covetousness. Say through covetousness. Shall they with feign words make merchandise of you. They'll make money out of you. Through feign words. Whose judgment now of a long time lingered not, and the abdomination slumbered not. Have you seen it? When Jesus came, he entered the temple at one, at, on a certain day. And when he got into the temple, he saw the people selling in the temple. Now, those who were, they, they were selling to the point that people were even changing money. There were money changes in the system. Because people came from different places to come and worship at Jerusalem. Different countries. The Bible says that Moses of old time has, those, he has people in every city of the world. In Acts chapter 15. He has people in every city of the world. So they all came for the feast at Jerusalem. And they came with different cash. Some came with cities, some came with naira, some came with dollars and all that. And it needed to be changed into Jewish money. So there were money changers sitting in the temple, changing money for people so that people could purchase things. They were purchasing, they were selling sheep in the church. They were selling goats in the church. They were selling bulls in the church. They were selling pigeons in the church. They were selling all those things that were needed for worship. Remember, they were needed. They were required for worship. But when Jesus came, what did he do? He took a whip and lashed everybody and turned the tables. Sacked everybody out of the temple and said that my house, my father's house shall be called the house of prayer. But you have made it a den of thieves. You have made it a den of thieves. A den of thieves. It's happening today. Most portions of the church has become a den of thieves. They have converted. You see, it's the house of God. It's true. God is there. <laughs> God is there. God has not left. They are anointed by God. They are called of God. They are really gifted by God. The Bible says the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. When God gives a gift, he doesn't take it back. Yeah. What he does is to bless someone else to go higher than you. If you mess up. The devil is still anointed today. The devil is still anointed today. To date, till tomorrow, he will still be anointed. God anointed him. He was called the anointed cherub. He had the anointing called the Mimshak anointing. That anointing that, anointing that expands and multiplies. So when someone uh, does an album and dedicates it to the devil, within 30 minutes, it's all over the world. I mean, he has that anointing. He can just multiply it quickly for you. That's why you go to the money man, money medicine man. He will just bring you money. He will give you about $1 million in a split second. Hallelujah. Yeah, the devil still has that, but he's corrupted it. Same thing with some of these people. They have the anointing of God, but they've corrupted it. And they are making merchandise of people. I don't want you to be part of those who are made who who you spend so much. Hmm? Just for a prophecy. That will not even come to pass. Do you think it's only God who can see people's future? The devil too knows what, what he knows what is going to happen one or two here and there. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge is not exclusive to God. So long as you submit your word to a man of the spirit, he can see your future. When you are entering a fetish priest's house, there's always a calabash on top. 
a calabash to take your brain and see all that is in your brain. So they can tell you all that you are, you are, you, are, you want to know. And it's even worse when you give them money. When you put money on their altar, a spread moves from the altar and follows you wherever you go. Same with the house of God. When you put your money on the altar, or they take your offering, the spirit of God follows you wherever you go. Hallelujah. There are angels that go with you wherever you go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To multiply, to help you. You see. So you have to be smart. You are in charge of your life. You are. <laughs> your life, your whole life is in your mouth. Your whole life is in your spirit. All that you need in your life has been given already. It's all inside. Now your job and your duty is to locate what has been given to you. That is your job. That is, your, that is what Christianity has to do with. It has to do with bringing out what is inside. Bringing out what is inside. What is already inside. We have to bring out what is inside. He's giving us all things that pertain to life and godliness. He's giving us everything that we need for life and godliness. Everything is inside. Now you have to draw it. You have to draw it out. You have to bring it out. All the money you ever have in you, have in your life is inside. You don't need a prophet to tell you the money you are going to. It's inside. It's inside your spirit. All the cars you ever drive are inside. Your wife is inside. Check your closest guy, Charlie. <laughs> Check and see if your, the, the wife is inside. Or the husband is inside. It's inside. All that you ever need is inside. In First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. Let's read from verse 9, so that it makes more sense. Okay? It says, For I, but as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Have you seen it? Yeah. The things that God has prepared for them that love him. Next verse. But God has revealed them unto us. Did he say God is going to reveal them, or God is trying to reveal them, or God is thinking about revealing them, or God is considering about revealing them, or God is checking to see what, whether you be a good boy before he releases you. Is that, is that what the Bible said? But God has revealed them unto us. How? By his spirit. For the spirit searched all things, yea, the deep things of God. Then verse 10 says, Verse 11 says, For what man knoweth the things of a man? What man knows the things of a man except the spirit of that man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. So your spirit knows, the Holy Spirit knows. As you speak in tongues, your spirit by the spirit prayeth. Look at the next verse. Verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know. That we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Freely given to us. Are you seeing it? Read your Bible. You have to be very smart. If you are not smart, you will be taken for granted. And you'll be, you, you will go from one prophet to the other. From one church to the other. From one place. You will be going. I mean, you will think that this church is not powerful. That it's, not, it's not about the church being powerful. It is about you being powerful. If the church is not powerful, are you not the church? Yeah. So how can we know? Moda afili kuzade balada bashola baligo Because as I do that, as I speak in the language of the spirit, my spirit by the Holy Spirit within me begins to communicate. The word pray means to communicate. They begin to communicate. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 14, amplified. First Corinthians 14, 14, amplified. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit by the spirit within me prays. 
Then he says, but my mind is unproductive. It bears no fruit and helps nobody. So my spirit and the Holy Spirit within me, who know my life and know my future, are communicating. But my mind is not fruitful. How can I bring it to my mind? Go to verse 13. He that speaks in a known tongue, he says he should pray to the point that he interprets. Wherefore, let him that speaks in a known tongue pray so that he may interpret. Pray to the points that you get to interpret. Do you understand? So speaking in tongues for me is not, is not an ordinary time. It's not a... That is my guidance. That's my spiritual guidance. How do I know where to be and what to do? At what time? How do I know? Last year, around December, we went for a meeting somewhere. While we are in the meeting, we are praying, and God spoke to me, do this. I just, it just came, do this. <laughs> yeah. And when I did it, it has worked. Just last Sunday, last a week ago, when I was giving my offering, when it was time for us to, some of those of you just give your offering, don't think about it. Don't say pray over it and believe God, you don't mind. Let me share my testimony with you. Last Sunday, whilst we were giving our, test, our offerings and our fights, I was giving a certain amount of money as a fight, and a certain amount of money as my offering. Just when I was praying, I said, Father, this week I will have my best experience with you in Jesus. And then God said, you are, giving, you are going to give a fight of a thousand cities at the end of the week. Yeah. My title is here. The thousand cities is here right now. Ah. That same day, someone came to give me 10,000 Ghana cities. From that time till now, I've received not less than 12,000 Ghana cities. Wow. Yes. Hallelujah. God speaks. God, God is not dumb. He says he's not dumb. He, he is into speaking. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14 from verse 1. The difference between our God and the gods is speaking. It's talking. It's prophecy. Speaking words. Follow after love and desire special gifts, but rather that you may prophesy. No, 1 Corinthians 12, 1, rather. Go to 12, 1, not 14. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Verse 2. Ye know that ye were Gentiles, carried away unto these dumb idols. Have you seen it? It says they were dumb idols, even as ye were led. Next verse. Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus a curse. And that no man can say that Jesus is is the Lord but by the Holy Ghost. No man speaking by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God speaks. The idols are dumb. But the Spirit of God speaks. He speaks through you and I. Look at verse 4. Then he says, now there are diversity of gifts. Then he starts talking about the gifts that come because of the speaking power of God. No man can say that Jesus is Lord. Except by the Spirit of God. Because the Spirit of God speaks. Yeah. So your future is, is in your hand. It's in your hand and in your spirit. And in your mouth. You can foretell. Last week I spoke about foretelling and foretelling. If I bring a prophet here for you, fine. But don't go chasing for them. You understand? And when a prophet says something that is not scriptural, refuse it in Jesus' name. Reject it in Jesus' name. No, no, it's not going to happen to me. If it comes to you, you're going to die. I'm going to die, so what? What are you talking about? I refuse to die. I have too much life. The life of God is working in me. I do not die. No, 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 no. He says he satisfies his beloved with long life. I'm the beloved of God. He will satisfy me with long life until I'm tired, I'm not going. 
Yeah. It's up to you, really. It's up to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Can we go a step further today? Yes. You remember we mentioned that you're a priest, isn't it? Go to First Peter chapter 2, verse 3 to verse 5. First Peter 2, 3 to 5. God has made us priests. He says, if so be, have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Verse 4. To whom coming as unto a living stone is allowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 5. Then he says, ye also, as lively stones or living stones, are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. He says, we are built up. A spiritual house. We are living stones and we are being used to build up a house called a spiritual house. And that house is an holy priesthood. We have been introduced into a holy priesthood. We are priests. The day you were born again, you were made a priest. You were made a king. You were made a priest. You were made a prophet. You are made king for royalty. You are made a priest, a priest for loyalty. For loyalty. Our priesthood service is our loyalty to the kingdom of God. And your royalty is promoted by your loyalty. Your royalty. Your kingship functions well when your priesthood is functioning well. If you are not loyal to the kingdom, the kingdom will not promote you. Is it true? If you are not loyal to the kingdom you belong to, then they will not promote you. They only promote those who are loyal to the kingdom. It's the truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you must make sure your, your loyalty to the kingdom is intact. Your priesthood is intact. It's always working. Do you understand? If you go to, jump to verse 9. 1 Peter 2, 9. It says, but the chosen generation. Then it says, a royal priesthood. A royal king priest. A royal priesthood. And holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show for the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Into the light of his marvel. <laughs> so we are priests. Tell everybody we are priests. And there were several responsibilities of the priests in the Old Testament. One of the first responsibilities of the, of the priests was to bear the Ark of Covenant. They were to bear the Ark of Covenant. If you read your Bible very carefully, in Joshua chapter 6, I believe, when they were crossing the Jordan, the priests put the Ark of Covenant on their shoulders and stood in the Jordan, and the Jordan parted. From beginning of days, since the priesthood started, their first duty, their first responsibility was to put the, bear the Ark on their shoulders. They were to bear the Ark, and the Ark of God was the presence of God. When David was carrying the Ark of Covenant from uh, where it had been kept to Jerusalem. He was trying to bring it to Jerusalem, where he was. And he put it on a new cart. He put it on new horses. New. The Bible says that God got angry and killed Uzzah. Because they were not doing it the right way. When he found out the right way, he realized that the Ark of Covenant belonged on the shoulders of the priest. So as a priest, you are the, you are the bearer of God's presence wherever you are. How can the one who is bearing the presence of God be looking for God? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. God is sitting inside you. First John 4, 4, what does it say? What does First John 4, 4 say? Ye are of God, little children. You expect us to know this. Ye are of God, little children. 
and have overcome them. Why? Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You have become God's address. You are the address of God. If someone is looking for God, the person must look for you. Why? Because you're a child of God. God, the Bible says, it is, it's, it is pleasing to God to live in you. First Corinthians chapter, chapter 6. Let's read verse 14. First Corinthians 6, 14. Second Corinthians 6, 14, rather. It says, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion has light of darkness? He calls you light, he calls them darkness. He calls you righteousness, he calls them unrighteousness. Next verse. And what concord has Christ with Belial? He calls you Christ, he calls them Belial. Hmm. Or what part has he that believeth with an infidel? He calls you the one who believes. He calls those who are out there infidels. And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. Did you see that? You better believe it. That you are the temple of the living God. It's not the temple of the dead God. The temple of the living God. For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them. I will to dwell in them. And walk in them. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. This has become a reality in you and I. It is a reality. It is a present state and present tense reality. I will dwell in them. He's living in us. Say he's living in me. You have become his address. So you bear his, his presence. You are the carrier of his presence. That's one of your duties. That's one of, you better acknowledge it and enter your ministry. And work as someone who bears God, who carries God. You are the carrier of God. When the Ark of Covenant came into Israel's territory, the Bible says that Israel shouted. You see, at that, even at that time, God had left the Ark of Covenant. This is uh, uh, First Samuel, First Samuel chapter, chapter 6, I believe. Israel had offended God and God had gotten angry. Eli was not doing what he was supposed to do, so God had left the Ark of Covenant. And the Israelites went for war with the Philistines and the Philistines beat them. When they beat them and they came home, they said that, okay, it's because the Ark of Covenant was not with us. So let's go and look for the Ark of Covenant. So they went to look for the Ark of Covenant and brought it to, 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 to the camp. When the Ark of Covenant came to the camp, the people shouted to the point that the earth shook. The Bible says the earth shook. And the Philistines heard the earth shaking. And they were like, what is going on? Then someone told them that the Ark of Covenant has been brought to the camp of Israel. They started trembling. Because they knew that the presence of God had come into the, into the camp. Hallelujah. 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 It's in there. You can find it. It's not my main point, so I won't go into it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are bearers of the, of the presence of God. That, that's, 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 that's a very serious revelation. If you are walking around knowing that it's God who is walking around. Who, who, who can touch you? See, he says, if God be for us, who can be against us? God is in you. If God be in you, he's not just for you, he's in you. I'm a carrier of his presence. That's one of the responsibilities of, it's a responsibility. One of the responsibilities of the, of the priests. Okay, the other one is to minister to God. You remember what we just read? In First Peter chapter, uh, chapter 2 verse 5, it says, he also has living stones, are built up a spiritual house, and holy priesthood. Then he says, to offer upward, Spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. So one of the major aims of the of the priest 
is to offer up sacrifices. To minister to God. Okay? To offer up sacrifices. Then see, sacrifices that are acceptable unto God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then another thing was to minister to the people. The priests were to teach the people. To show the people the right way. To teach them. And help them. If you go to Deuteronomy chapter 33, I believe. Deuteronomy 33. Let's read from verse 8. You know, Levi was the one who became the priest in the Old Testament. This, and of, of Levi, he said, Let thy tumim and thy rim be with thy holy one. The tumim and the, the rim and the tumim were the means of consulting God. They were light. It's called light. Rim and tumim means lights for perfections. Okay? It was a breastplate that the priest had on his, his chest. If the people needed direction, the lights will come on and write the, the name of the place they needed to go. Just like that. So just... If they ask God, where should we go? The light will just shine through it. It will come A, B, E, N, O. Go to Abeno. Then they'll go to Abeno. That was how they were being led. And it was with the priest. <laughs> Are you not the priest? If God is someone is looking for direction, who should you consult? It'll not be you. So why did they search consultation? Make sense. Why? 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 It's an error. It says, "Let thy women that to me be with thy holy one." They had it. They could tell. This is how they chose Saul. In First Samuel chapter ten, when they were looking for a king, they brought all of Israel there, and they inquired from the priests. When they inquired, the land showed and pointed out Benjamin that the person that God has chosen is from the tribe of Benjamin. So they put, they brought all the tribe of Benjamin forward. Then when they brought them forward, they asked, so, so which family does he belong to? Then the line showed, 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 and showed Saul's grandfather's family. Wow. Then they asked, okay, so which of the sons of the grandfather is the one, the person from? Then they showed, 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 showed. K-I-S-H. Kish. Then they chose Saul's father's family. Wow. Then out of Saul's father's family, okay, so who exactly is it? Out of the man's sons, who exactly is it? Then the thing showed, S-A-U-L. Hey, Saul. And he was chosen. That was how they were choosing. That was how they were being led. Same thing in Joshua chapter 7, I believe. When Israel went through Jericho and they beat Jericho, the walls of Jericho came down, I think it's chapter 9. The walls of Jericho came down and everything. God told them Jericho is the first, Jericho is the first city they took when they crossed the, 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 the Jordan. So God told them, the first city is for me. Don't take anything from there. Anything you take from there is a curse. It's a curse for, for you. The first belongs to God. Your fight belongs to God. The first is your fight. You'll be chopping your fight. You'll, be, you'll see. You are eating of the accursed thing. God told them, don't take anything from there. All that is there is mine. But one guy called Achan, he said he saw a piece of cloth with some jewelry that was very nice. So he took it and hid it in his, in, his, in his tent. When Israel went to the next nation to go and fight, Ai. Ai was a ve- it was as small as his name, Ai. The nation was so small that its name told of what it was. Just Ai, that was their name. They had just 12,000 men in the city. Just 12,000 men. And they beat Israel. Israel said, oh, these people, they are not much. So we'll take just a few people, we'll beat them. When they went, they beat them. They ran away from their enemies. People died. 
Then Joshua came. He was so angry. He thought he was like, God, what happened? God told him, stop asking me questions. Someone has taken off their cast thing. And God did not tell Joshua who the person was. He told him, go to the priest and let them tell you. Go and consult the priest. Let them tell you. So they stood before the priest. And they asked, okay, oh priest, who's the one who took off their cast thing? They started showing. Pa, pa, pa. They took the, the tribe. Pa, pa, pa. Family. Pa, pa, pa. Father. Pa, pa, pa. Achan. All Achan and all of his children were stoned to death. And Israel was able to move on. That was how they were finding out what to do. Wow. Let thy remain and thy be with thy Holy One. It, pay, it pains when, when you see the children of God just suffering just like, for nothing. If only you sit down and, learn, and just use the word of God for yourself. If you don't understand it, sit in a church where they can teach you the word of God for you to understand. Do you understand? Uh-huh. Let it be with thy Holy One, whom thou didst prove at Master, and with whom thou didst strive at the waters of Meribah. These very, very powerful things, but we'll not talk about it. Next verse, verse 9. I want to show you something small here. Verse 9. Who said unto his father and his mother, I have not seen him, neither did he acknowledge his brethren, nor knew his own children, for they have observed thy, law, thy word and kept thy covenant. Verse 10. He says, they shall teach. Say they shall teach. The priest shall teach Jacob thy judgments. They shall teach Jacob thy judgments. So the priest, we have a responsibility of teaching God's people. We have a responsibility of ministering to God's people. Do you understand? We have one to minister to God. We have another to teach. He says, they shall teach Jacob thy servants, thy judgments, and Israel by law. They shall put incense before thee and hold burnt sacrifice upon thy not. This was the responsibility of the priest. To teach them judgment and to put incense before the Lord. That was to minister to the Lord and sacrifices upon the altar. To to sacrifice unto God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And cleanse the people from their sins. That's what we're supposed to do. In the New Testament, all these things that I've mentioned, all the things I mentioned that we bear the presence of God, that we bear the act. We, we, we minister to God. We minister to his people. Listen to it. All these three things are done via something called prayer. All these three things are done by something called prayer. In Acts chapter 13, verse 1 and verse 2, the Bible mentions how there were certain prophets and teachers in the, in the church that was at Antioch. And the Bible says that they ministered to the Lord and fasted. They were ministering to the Lord. How were they doing it? They were worshipping the Lord through prayer. How do you worship? Don't you worship through prayer? Look at the Amplified, verse 2, Amplified. While they were worshipping the Lord and fasting, they were fasting and worshipping the Lord. They were not fasting and asking for the Lord something from God. They were fasting and worshipping the Lord. This year, I want you to fast and worship the Lord. Yeah, don't, don't be fasting with some money in mind, some whatever in mind. I stopped doing that a long time ago. There's a better way, and that's what we are showing you now. This idea of working for the Lord, isn't it? Yeah. Working for the Lord. We say we are working hard for the Lord. We must fast and worship. Go to Luke chapter 2. Another prophetess. Verse 36 and verse 37. And there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asa. She was of a great age and had lived with her husband seven years from her virginity. And she was a widow of about four score and four years. That means 84 years. She was about 84 years. Four score means, one score means 20. Two score means 40. Three score means what? 60. Four score. Five score. Like that. Six score. It goes like that, like that. So if you, if you see four score, it's like, hey, it's score, score. Like the woman was scoring goals four times. She has played her trick and she has added one to it. No, that's not what they say. He's talking about the age, okay? Four square and four years, so she was 84, which departed not from the temple. Wow. 
but serve God with fastings and prayers night and day. With fastings and prayers night and day. So what the priests were doing can be is done these days with fastings and prayers. With fastings and prayers. We have a responsibility. What you push forward takes you forward. If you are pushing a car, won't you be going forward with a car? As a car is going forward, won't you be going? Same thing with ministry. As you push the ministry forward, as you push the work of God forward, you also go forward. Yeah. Your protection is guaranteed because of your service of the Lord. There are some people who cannot die. They just can't die. I had, an I had a very wild experience some years ago, about two years ago. I had overeating. I wasn't, I wasn't cautious I had overeating. And I went to bed immediately after eating. While well, I was sleeping around 1 a.m., the food came out. And when I say it came out, it really came out. It came out to the point that some was coming. I, I felt some coming out of my ears. My wife will not believe me when I say it, but I'm saying it. To say why did my, my ear... I saw someone coming, nose everywhere. It went to... Do you understand? Food has gone through your head. The food has, food has gone through your head. Have you, have you ever experienced it before? Oh, oh, oh. A lot. I mean, plenty of food was coming out of my nose like that. Wow, I felt like I was dying. When I, 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 I said with me, it's like I'm dying. Then God said, you cannot die. Why, what, what are you dying for? You cannot die. There's people who cannot die. What are you dying for? Let me show you. Can I show you a scripture? Go to Philippians chapter 1. Oh. Philippians chapter 1. Yeah, I, I, I live. I enjoy life. To the fullest. Yeah. Verse 21. Philippians 1 21. I just want you to see this. So nice. For, for to me, this part of it says, for to me to live is Christ. And to die is gain. Continue. But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet what I shall choose, I know not. He says, you are the fruit of my labor. Next verse. For I am in a strait betwixt two. Having a desire to depart. He says, if I, I really want to go. And to be with Christ. Which is far better. If I depart and go and be with Christ, it's far better. It's not true. But he says, nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. To abide in the flesh or to stay alive is more needful for you. Who is benefiting by you being alive? Did you understand? Who is benefiting by you being alive? If nobody is benefiting in your, your life, then you can, you can depart very easily. But if there are some people who are waiting on you and depending on you, you cannot die. If you have one person you are teaching the word of God, you cannot die because of that person. Until that person is raised to the highest point, you can't get out of this place. There's nevertheless, you abide in the flesh. It's more needful to you. So I'll stay. I'll stay in the, I'll stay in the flesh. And Paul lived on for so many years before he died. Because of the people of God. So if you are into the kingdom of God and advancing the work of God, you, death is not part of your calculations. No matter what is happening, it's not part. No, you can't, you just can't die. It's impossible. No matter what time, you just can't die. You can, I, I, I knew a man of God. He was in Takade some years ago. He had a very serious car crash. The car, the car was so destroyed that it looked like a milk tin. So gone. But he came out on scarf. Not even, his suit was not even torn. His suit was not even torn. He came out. 
And he looked and was like, hey, this is serious. <laughs> he was not nothing. It works. I see that as your testimony in Jesus' name. Miracles, signs, and wonders following you. You are entitled to, I've, I've showed you 10 benefits of working for the Lord. You, you will never forsake. No, 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 not when. No, if I'm sick, can I come and preach to you? No, I mean, have you ever heard that our pastor was sick so he couldn't come to church? After church, you are going to visit him. If you want to enjoy full health, supernatural, consistent health, be involved in the work of the Lord. Oh, yes. You can't be off duty. Never. You always be on duty. You always be on duty. Always. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I see you moving forward though. I see you getting richer. This year you get listen, it's happening already. People are people are getting mysterious jobs. Mysterious jobs. Mysterious jobs. At least after that testimony, I've had at least seven of them from January till now. From different people in the church. In different places. Yeah. Different people. One guy has been, he's been struggling to travel abroad. Uh, he's, he's outside right now. Wow. He went on 3rd January, I think. Yeah. He was even here. He was here this year. Remember? Yeah. He went for his visa on Wednesday, that same Wednesday that he came here. Then the Friday he went. Wow. He's abroad now. He's happy. He's going to school. Fully, everything fully paid, including the supporter he'll wear. Yes. Everything fully paid for. I see it happening for you. Yeah. When he got there, he sent me a message, Pastor, there's no church here. I want to do something for the Lord. This is my year of working. I said, Brother, do something for the Lord. Yeah. So he started putting some people together. Because he knows what took him there. And for him to sustain, he has to do what he's supposed to do. Charlie, work for the Lord. Tell me about work for the Lord. The benefits are mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. 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 Hallelujah. So fasting and what? Prayers. Fastings and prayers. Hallelujah. So what do we pray? As for fasting, we know how to fast, isn't it? Fasting is taking yourself off food. You fast off food. You fast off radio. You fast off TV. You fast off social media. You fast off friends. You fast off beloveds. You fast off... Yes, just take yourself out. Hallelujah. Yeah. Fasting means to abstain. To abstain. And you can abstain from so many things. Abstaining and giving your time and your attention to God. But as you are fasting, what do you, what do, you do? You must pray. Fasting without prayer and the word is... What is it? It's starvation. You are starving yourself. So as you are fasting, you must be praying. And what are some of the prayers you can pray as a priest? To work for the Lord. Can I show it to you? Alright. Number one. So I'm talking about what to pray as a priest. Okay? How do you show your loyalty to the kingdom? Because you want to be promoted, isn't it? Everybody wants to be promoted. We all want to be promoted. Anybody who says he doesn't want to be promoted is a liar. Deep down in your heart, you want to be promoted. You want to go for it. Nobody, will you, will you have been happy if you were a child forever? You were. You were a child. You were sick when intense. You never grew again. You were just you're always there. Irrespective of the years that came, you were still at that same level. Nobody will even acknowledge you in a certain way. Yeah, you must go. You must. We have to be promoted. Everybody wants to be promoted. Everybody wants to be moved forward, isn't it? Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
So let me let me show you one or two of the things that you can pray for, okay, as a priest. And I want us to, you see, this year I want us to commit ourselves to doing this particular thing. Some of us have been praying this prayer for some time. I preached what I'm coming to preach in 2015 at a camp meeting we had at UPSA for leaders. And I spoke for a long time and most of us got involved. Before then, we were doing it already. But most of the leaders got involved in doing that particular kind of prayer, what I'm coming to tell you now. And we grew, we've grown up to a certain point. But if all of us as a, as a ministry, if every, if more than thousand people are involved in this particular kind of service, then the kingdom of God will really be served. Yeah. It will really be serviced. And a lot can happen in a very, very short while. Because God wants a lot to happen in a short time. So the number one thing you have to pray for is to pray for the salvation and gathering of souls. Okay? Are you a priest? This is your number one responsibility as a priest. Pray. Fast and pray. For the salvation. Not fast and pray for car. If you fast and pray for this, you would not need... You see, he says that seek ye first the kingdom of God. If you seek the kingdom of God first, you will not have to seek anything second. You wouldn't have to seek anything second. He says all those other things will be added to you. There is no second seeking. You wouldn't have to pray again for car or for house or for... No, 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 no. No, none of those things. God will add it to you. It's, it's the biggest and <laughs> most exciting way of prosperity. Okay? Abraham, the Bible says, he served God. God told him, come out of your, your country, the place where you are used to, to a place where I'll show you. And he did what God wanted him to do. He was working for the He gave himself for the Lord to use. The next chapter says that Abraham was rich, was very rich in cattle, in sheep, in gold, and in silver. Genesis chapter 13. He was so rich. Go there. Go to that place. Go to chapter 13. Let's read from verse 2. Or from verse 1. And Abraham was very rich in cattle. Have you seen it? Let's read from verse 1. And Abraham went up out of Egypt, he and his wife. Why? Because God had told him to go. And all that he had, and lot with him into the south. Verse 2. And Abraham was very rich in cattle, in silver, in, and in gold. Don't you want, don't you want, you don't like such things. It's like, the way you're looking at me, it's like, oh, pastor, all these things, is being carnal, you're being carnal, like, you're being fleshly and all that. Eh. Eh. Well, why are you looking for the prophets then? Why are you looking for the prophet then? I'm showing you the right way. The right way. There's a right way. There's an old path. There are old paths to brothers and sisters. There's an old path. Says, if you say you will not walk in the old path, you, you will see misery for the rest of your life. If you hew for yourself new systems, you will see misery for the rest of your life. But if you follow the path of old, this is the path of old. Abraham left the, his comfort zone because God told him to. He was doing the work of God. He was availing. Abraham, through Abraham, all of us have come. Abraham availed himself to do what God wanted him to do. And God blessed him financially, blessed him with money. You wouldn't have to pray for a wife or pray for a husband. It's unnecessary. You will find a wife. You will find a husband after working for the Lord. You will find. The Bible says that who's have finded a wife, finded a good thing. You will find. There are those who, made, who have made it their number one priority. They are looking for the best lady around to marry. You will look and not find. 
But when you are in the house of the Lord, when you are working for the Lord, you will find. Isaac didn't have to go and look for a bride. He was doing what God wanted him to do. He was with his father doing what God wanted him to do. And God brought him a wife. When the wife came, he was in the garden praying. He was praying. And then he saw the wife coming. And knew in the spirit that that was his wife. The Bible says that he stopped praying and went to see his wife. Yeah. I see you stopping your prayer to meet your wife in Jesus' name. So if you if you engage yourself, your husband will show forth without you even praying for her, for him. Your wife will show up without you even praying for her. If only you engage yourself the way you are supposed to. There are a lot of things people are praying for that I don't pray for. I don't pray for a lot of things. I don't pray for a lot of things that people. Sometimes I get sad. I don't know if you know what I'm talking. Like you see that people are struggling and you are sad. Like why are they struggling for nothing? I get concerned a lot of times. Like why? Why? Why are they struggling? Why are they suffering? You see, you must work. Naturally speaking, you must work. But I'm showing you what to do to make your work easier and more profitable. Okay. Are you getting it? Yes, easier and more profitable. There's a way to bring the hand of God into what you are doing. This, this is it. Bringing God. I mean, doing what you are supposed to do. Doing, working for the Lord. Working for the Lord. If you are into praying for souls, why wouldn't God bring souls to you? Oh, what are you talking about? If the church grows, if the church is growing, if there are 500 people sitting here, won't you find a husband among them? Maybe your type is not yet here. Because the church has not grown in a certain way. But when the church grows, you can find your husband without thinking twice. You can, you, if you want a TikTok man, you'll find six pack. Last night I was trying to draw this pack for my son, on my son's belly. I was just drawing this pack for him so that he can grow into it. <laughs> if you want this pack, you can find this pack person in the church. If you want a tall lady, you can find a tall lady in the church. Tall, dark, with, with a certain kind of hallelujah. You will find. You will find. You will find. Uh, put put your own thing there. It's a dash. So whatever you want to put there, you can put there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A lot of the things people are crying for are all they are all answered here. They are answers in the scriptures. Answers in the scriptures. Pray for the salvation and the gathering of souls. Same as church growth. Pray for church growth if you like. Okay. Why? Look at First Moses chapter two. Verse 4. 1 Timothy 2 4. Some of you are looking for contracts. Contracts. You want contracts. Remedy, I have a contract for you. Yeah. Church growth. I'm, I, someone's getting married. I want to do something for the person. He is going to take the pictures and you will get money to be able to also marry. If the church is growing, most of us have not built. Most of us have not built. Including me. I have not built my house yet. If you are a contractor in the church, why won't we bring you, if there are a thousand people in the church who are building houses, for the next ten years, you will never lack a job. Your problem will be to hand over some of the job to some other people because you'll be too tired. Every contractor will have something to build. You'll be building consistently and constantly. You can build houses. Come and tell me that. Pastor, I've built some 70 houses here. It's going for uh, 70,000 per unit. Okay. We just announced it in the church. We are giving this amount free. Everybody, we are paying 10,000. Church is going to pay 10,000 for everybody. 
you are paying 60,000. Do you think they will not come and buy your, your whatever? They will buy. It's intense growth. Salvation. So you see it and despise it. But that is where the power of God is. That is where the power of God is. God wills. He says, God. If you read from verse 3, he's talking about God. He's talking about, he's making reference to God. He says, God who will have all men to be saved. He wants all men to be saved. And to come unto the knowledge of the truth. He likes it. This is what God wants. This is the will of God. So if we get ourselves involved in fulfilling the will of God, everything will be fine. We have found ourselves in the right place. The, what I have done as a minister of God is to locate the will of God. I have found the, the purpose of God and I've just joined myself to it. That's how I'm prospering. Sometimes people ask me, so what are the prayers you pray? What, what are the strategies? There's no strategy. The strategy is that I've found the will of God, the purpose of God, and I've joined it. That's all. I've positioned myself. I know the eternal will of God, the eternal counsel of God, and I've just gotten myself involved. I know this, so I do this. God will have moments to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. So God wants salvation, isn't it? Look at Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 28. God wants multitudes. He wants multitudes. He wants this church to be filled to the point that it breaks. This church that we are sitting in and where you are listening to, wherever you are, the church must be filled to the point that it breaks. We must always be looking for new people. Like, oh, Charlie, so what is the new thing? Where are we going? Every time. Why? It says, in the multitude of people is the king's honor. God's honor is in the multitude of the people. When there are multitudes in his house, he has honor. This is what brings him honor. Multitudes. Say multitudes. You understand multitudes? There are so many that they cannot be counted. If you read about Jesus, multitudes were always following him. The reason why the Pharisees hated him was because the multitudes were following him. The Bible says that the whole of Judea has gone, has gone after him. The whole city went after him. In the multitude of people is the king's honor, but in the want of people is the destruction of the prince. In the want of people is the destruction of the prince. When there are no people, the prince is destroyed. So God's honor is in the multitudes. There must be multitudes in his house. He desires it. He wants it. This is what God wants. God wants. This is what he wants. And I want us to key in through prayer, first of all. This month I'm going to be talking about soul winning and all that, isn't it? Oh, NLT. It's very nice. A growing population is, king, is a king's glory. A prince without subjects has nothing. A growing population is a king's glory. The king's glory is in the growing population. It's in the multitudes. The multitudes. The multitudes. Say the multitudes. The multitudes. The multitudes. Yeah. Oh, hallelujah. Go to Luke chapter 14, from verse 22. Luke chapter 14. God is interested in more. More must be added. More souls must be won. More things must be done. More. More. More souls, more gathering. More souls, more gathering. So he's interested in salvation and the gathering of souls. Salvation and the gathering of souls. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded. And yet there is room. There is room. This is when the Lord made a feast and invited people to come and he didn't come. He told the, his, 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 his servants, go and go and invite people from the byways, from the hedges, maimed, and all that. Bring them in. When they brought all of them in, still, the servants said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. There is always room in the kingdom of God. There is always room. So look at what the Lord said, verse 23. And the Lord said unto the servants, go out into the hedges and highways and hedges, and compel them 
to come in, that my house may be filled. He wants his house to be filled. So what are we going to do? Meno Hushala. We are going to fill his house. How? Primarily by prayer. It's not, it's not first of all by inviting people. It's primarily by fasting and prayer. So this year, I want us to set one day in every week that everybody in the church called Love Economy Church is waiting on God and praying, fasting and praying for church growth. Fasting and praying for the house of God to increase. Not just for our church, but for the whole of the body of Christ. An increase because the king must have honor. This is what he wants. This is what we have to do for him. So every Friday, starting from this Friday, all of us, wherever you are in the world, in love economy, we are all fasting. And we are all praying. Hallelujah. And on those days, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., every Friday, the church doors are open. You can walk in here, you come and meet people praying. If you come and you are the only person here, pray. Just come. We are praying. I've always been, whatever church I find myself in, wherever I am in the world, that Friday I'll be there, fasting and praying, 10 to 5. The whole day is for the Lord. If you can come for one hour, come for one hour and go to work. Maybe you have a break. Just come. Pray. After that, you go back. Another person will come and join. Whatever you can do, do. If you can take some time off and come from 10 to 5, we are setting it as a statute in this house. What do you think? To see consistent and, and sustained church growth. Not only for ourselves, but for the church in the country and for the church in the world. Is it a good idea? Is it a good thing? Alright, so what are we going to be praying when, we, when you come for such meetings? I want to show you. Every, every Friday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. We are praying. Hallelujah. We are praying. Do you like such things? We'll be praying. Every church member. It's not for leaders. It's every church member. Every church member everywhere. We are all praying. We are all fasting. We are all praying. The fast starts at 6 a.m. to end at 5. After 5 you can eat. Then you go for your evening service. And be happy. And we'll close to go home. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We must pray to the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. He's called the Lord of the Harvest. In Matthew chapter 9. Verse 36. He's called the Lord of the Harvest. We are praying to him. Okay? He's called the Lord of the harvest. But when he saw, when Jesus saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. They were sheep having no shepherd. They were sheep, but they were out there. And they had no shepherd. So he was moved with compassion on them. Then the next thing he said was that to the disciples, then said he to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Then he told them, pray ye, therefore, the Lord of the harvest. Talk to the Lord of the harvest, that he will send for laborers into his harvest. Talk, pray to the Lord of the harvest. So we are going to be praying to the Lord. You see, we are going to be praying for salvation and the gathering of souls, isn't it? Who are we praying to? We are praying to the Lord. Who is the Lord of the harvest? The Holy Spirit is the Lord of the harvest. He is in charge of the sheep. He has, he's the owner, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit are the owners of the sheep. We are pray- Everybody belongs to him. Everybody in the whole world belongs to him. You know, everybody belongs to him. The Bible says that he bought the whole field. The kingdom of God is like a man who found a treasure in a field. And bought, he sold all that he had and bought the whole field. And the Bible says the field is the world. The field is the world. So he's bought the whole world. The whole world belongs to him. So we must ask him to release them. Are you saying it? Or you don't understand? Look at John. John chapter 10 verse 27 to verse 28. 
In John 10, he's called the owner of the sheep. John 10, 27 to 29. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Continue. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Verse 29. Then he says, my father, which gave them me. My father, the father is the owner of the sheep. He says, my father, which gave them me, is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my hands. Out of my father's hands. They belong to the father. So we are going to be asking, how? So, the number one thing is to do what? What are we praying for? Praying for the salvation and the gathering of souls. Which is the same as praying for church good, isn't it? Is it true? Okay, so A, under it. I've showed you who we are praying to. We are praying to the Lord of the harvest. And we are praying to the Father who is the owner of the sheep. What are we going to be praying? A, this is the first thing we are going to be praying. We must ask him to release the sheep. Okay? We must ask him to what? To release the sheep. The first scripture we are going to quote from there is Psalm 2, verse 8. Psalm 2, verse 8. We must ask him to what? To release the sheep. Why? Because he's the owner of the sheep. He's the Lord of the harvest. The sheep belongs to him. He says, ask of me. This is God talking. God, God says, ask of me. John Wesley said that it seems God will not do anything until a man asks him. Before John Wesley said, that's what he said. Before he died. He says, I've come to observe that. It seems that God will not do anything unless we ask him. If God owns the world, why is it that the world is in shambles? And everything is in, is in disarray. Because there's another, another entity involved. He's called the God of this world. So even though he has bought the world, there's an illegal occupant who wants to run things in his own way. He's called the God of this world. He's called the devil. He's the God in charge of the system, the way things are functioning. He's in charge of it. But the Lord has bought the whole thing. So there's, there's a war between the owner of the field and the illegal occupant. Over the people who are on the land. Are you getting it? Uh-huh. If we don't ask the Lord of the sheep, the Lord of the, the harvest, and the owner of the sheep, he cannot ask. You see, God is spirit. In, Gen- in John chapter 4, verse 24, the Bible mentions that God is spirit. Yeah. And God is a spirit, and did that worship must worship him in spirit and in truth. God is a spirit. Yeah. Okay? God is a spirit. This world is a world of flesh, a world of people. A world, if you don't have body, you cannot exist here. So all the spirits that are existing around are illegal occupants. So, when we say a demon, have you ever seen a demon walking on his own on the street? He was wearing baggy, baggy shorts with summer shirts. And a scarf. He had a bandana, red bandana. And he had a cigar and he was moving around. When you asked him, why are you going? He said, I'm, I'm visiting my mom in house. This evening, she will see where Pepe lies. <laughs> Did you see anything like that? It's nothing like that. If a demon will, be, will show for, a demon will show for through a person. Through a human being. How, you see, the devil was asked in a certain movie. That he was told that he has killed so many people. He said, who, who have I killed? I've never killed anybody. He said, I've not killed anybody since I was, since I was made. Why? Why is he saying he has never killed anybody? Because he uses people to kill. So technically it's not him. <laughs> oh yes. How, who fights wars? It's not human beings. 
Who, who causes corruption to come into countries? It's not human beings. Oh, it's like it's not true. It's true. Who is the one who causes rape? Like rapes at... I hear an eight-month-old baby was raped in India just last week. Eight-month-old baby. Just on Monday, today's Sunday, right? Just on Monday, I was being told by a doctor who was looking after a certain patient that the patient was 13 years old. The patient had just died. The father had been raping the patient from age seven when she was seven years. She has, her father has raped her till 13 and she has died. Who did it? Was not the father? Mm-hmm. But is it not demonic? Is it not demonic? Can't you, aren't you seeing that? It's like it's not, when I told you, you have become, all of a sudden you have become emotional. You are feeling it, isn't it? But how come someone was empowered? What empowered him to remove the child's dress and be doing that to the child for more than six years? What was it? There's a spirit involved. There's a demon involved. There's a devil involved. It's the devils who push people to go for war. I mean, I mean, it's devils. It's devils who push people to be corrupt. The money they give to build a hospital. They give $100 million to build the hospital. We use $1 million to build the hospital. And the hospital, if you push it like this, it will just collapse. Everybody in the hospital will die. They can build the hospital and there are no beds in the hospital. Who is causing those things? It's not, the, it's not, it's not human beings who are doing They are doing all those. They are keeping the money. They are doing all those things. You wonder why the country is not going on. Why is the country not going on? Every time they come and read budget. And they say that we are giving this number of millions to this person. This number of millions to this person. This number of millions to this person. They are supposed to do this road. They are supposed to do that road. But they will not do the road well. If you see the portals. They will do the road. You will see the road being done. You will, be, you will see it. But after six months, when it rains, the road is just finished. And someone will be driving full speed. Another devil possessed by the devil. Driving full speed. You hit the portal. Boom. Then the whole car ten. Seventeen people. Dead. Who killed them? The driver, the one who did that. But there are are demons involved. The manifestations of the spirits of the devil is through human beings. Same with God. If good will come, if the grace of God will be ministered, if the goodness of God will be done, if the kindness of God will be brought into this world, if salvation will be brought to people, human beings must be involved. Who are the human beings God wants to be involved? Me and you. So we must give our bodies as instruments of God to use. That's why it says, present your bodies a living sacrifice. A living, if you don't present yourself, God cannot use you. He can't. So what are we praying for? We are, we are aligning our way with the will of God to see what God wants to see happen in the world. Ask of me. That's why he says, ask of me. Not that he doesn't want to release them. He wants to. But how is he going to release them without human beings? So we, we, we partner with them primarily through prayer. That's our first place of partnership. And fulfilling our ministry as priests. So we lift up holy hands and we begin to pray. Ask. He says, ask of me. Psalm 2 verse says, ask of me and I shall give thee the hidden for thine inheritance. And the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. He says, I'll give you all of them. If you ask me, I'll give, I'll give them to you. Because he's the owner. He'll release them to you. Are you ready to ask the Lord? Yeah. Yeah. Just ask of me. And I shall give thee the hidden for thine inheritance. Ask of me. This particular theory is repeated several times in the Bible. Several. Let me show you another scripture. Go to Ezekiel chapter 36. 
from verse 26. Ezekiel chapter 36 from verse 26. Numbala Gashadaba. I'll give myself. I'll give myself. That's why in Acts chapter 6, the disciples said that, but we will give ourselves continually. We will give ourselves. You have to give yourself to it. Go to that place. Acts chapter 6. Then we'll come back to you. Acts chapter 6, verse 4. It says, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. We will give ourselves continually to prayer. We must give ourselves continually. Every week. Once every week, all of us are giving ourselves to prayer. Okay? Once every week. Everybody in the church, whoever you are, whether you are in Liverpool or Canada or uh, Cape Coast or Winnipeg or Sunyani, every Friday, church members, not leaders, not leaders, don't wait till you are made a leader before you do, you become active. Or else you don't be blessed until you are a leader. And if you become a leader, you don't even do what you are supposed to do. Because there are a lot of leaders who don't do what they are supposed to do. They, are, they, have the, they have the tag. They have the position on their head. They are leaders. But they don't do what they are supposed to do. That's why some of them don't prosper as they are supposed to. Because they don't... Be, God, you see, we have an employer. You are, I'm not your employer. I'm the head of the church. I'm the pastor here. But there's a head of the church. There's a real employer. Who knows what everybody is doing and is marking and gives rewards. If it were me, I would have had problems. I can't watch you. But there's someone who is watching constantly and consistently, checking your prayer life. You check your, you just stick. Some people come for the meeting and they are actually not praying. As they are praying, they are sleeping. They are sleeping. So, have you seen them? They will mark you and then they put a dash under. What does that mean? Half. It's half. You need another prayer session so that see me and the way I see me. So even though the person is a leader, the person is not, he's not really doing what the leader, he has a name. He has the name. So it takes a long time for a miracle to happen in the person's life. He's not a good advert for leadership. A good advert. He's not doing what he's supposed to do. We will preach and preach and preach and preach and talk. Say we are doing this, we are doing that. But he's, it's either he's not doing it or he's doing it not with his heart. His heart is somewhere else. Yeah. No, I don't want to be tagged a fake prophet. Or a fake man of God. It's only fake men of God who will, they are the only ones who prosper. Nobody else prospers. Because everybody is focused on giving to them. But nobody can get anything. Nobody can have anything. No, I want to be the kind of man of God who, when you come, you prosper, you go forward. My presence in your life must make you go forward and make you prosper and make you do well. Your business must flourish. Yeah. Your marriage must flourish. Yeah. Everything concerning you must flourish. You should be able to marry. You should be able to do something. You should be able to have children. That's the kind of ministry I want. You understand? Yes, Not the one is like everybody, I'm the only one who I'm the superstar. I'm being blessed. Today I have one, a, a Pajaro, the next day I have a Land Cruiser, the next day I have a Land Cruiser Prado, the next one I have a, 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 what, a Range Rover, Benz, Maybach, whatever, Rolls Royce, Phantom, and all, the, all those things. No, 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 no. That's not how it's supposed to be. Then I'm the only one who's giving testimony. Praise the Lord. I just received 10,000 cities to my account. Hallelujah. 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 It's not supposed to be like that. It's not spo- Your testimony must beat mine. Yeah. I'm showing you what I do. That's what I do. That's what I do. We have a reward that there's someone who says your father who sees in secret. Reward you open. He sees it in secret. He sees what you are doing in secret. What are you doing? Yeah. Sometimes I'll just be there. Then thoughts of, thoughts of you will be coming to my mind. I'm like, ah, God. These people have to prosper. I'll just... So I can be moving around. Sometimes I'm sitting at home. My wife is sitting by me, but I'm not there with her. She's asking me questions, but my thoughts are very far away. 
She said, hey, are you listening to me? Yes, I'm listening to you. I'm praying, I'm praying. My sister is always praying, crying out, God, do something for them. Let them increase. Let them go forward. Let them get better. All those who are sick, get them healed. All those who, who, who need money, give them money. Let someone bring them money. Let their business work. Let, every time, I'm always praying. There are those inside and there are those, it's a burden, it's a burden of prayer. By the time I exhaust the prayer alone, you realize that you can start a ministry on prayer alone. Like, you can have morning till evening. Your, your prayer will not be exhausted. You'll be praying morning. Cola. Every hour there's something to pray about. Every hour. You can work 10, 8 to 5 every day. Just prayer. No, no, no teaching the word. Just prayer. Because the responsibility is a lot. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's pray. What do you think? We have to pray. How what are we praying? That's the Lord. We'll give a sheep. Ask of me. And I'll give. I will give you. The hidden for the inheritance. And the uttermost part of the earth. For my possession. Ezekiel chapter, chapter 36. From verse 26. This is God talking. God is talking about all the things that he's going to do. God wants to do plenty of things. But he needs people. If God had not found Abraham, he wouldn't have gotten Israel. He wouldn't have gotten Israel. No, 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 not at all. He must find. A new heart also will I give you. And a new spirit will I put within you. This is God talking. He says, I will do this. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. And I will give you an heart of flesh. This is the born again experience. He says, I will do this for you. When you, when you get born again, he gives you a new spirit, a new heart, a new everything. Everything is new. Next verse, verse 37. And I'll put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. I'll cause you to walk in my statutes. And you shall keep my judgments and do them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is what God is saying he's going to do. And you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers. You will you'll be land possessors. And you shall be my people and I'll be your God. Wow. Say wow. wow. Next verse. Verse 29. I will also save you from all your uncleannesses. And I'll call for the corn. I will call for the corn. I will save you from all your, uncle- all your troubles. I will save you from them. And I will call for the corn. And will increase it. I will call- the corn represents your food. And your money. The corn was eaten and sold. I will call-, I'll call for businesses to come to you. I'll call for prosperity to come to you. And I will increase it and lay no famine upon you. You will be, you will be living in abundance. Next verse. And I will multiply the fruit of the tree. And the increase of the field. That you shall receive no more reproach of famine among the hidden. I mean you will be, you will be the most buoyant person in the whole of the universe. Everyone who is a child of God will be buoyant. Will be increasing. Next verse. 31. Then shall you remember your own evil. I will bless you so much you remember your own evil ways. And you will know, and your doings that were not good. And you, you shall load yourselves in your own eyes, in your own sight, for your iniquities and for your abominations. I will bless you so much. You realize that it's the mercy of God. You know the blessing of God can make you. You, you are so blessed. You are, ah, I'm not a good man. This one can only. It's not because of my. I'm not a good person. I know. You, you know that feeling. Yeah. God will bless you so much. Something wild will happen in your life. You will go like, hey. It's not my prayer. It's God. He says, then shall you remember your own evil ways. I've read this. Go to the next verse, 32. Not for, he says, not for your sakes do I do this. Say the Lord God. But be it known unto you. Be ashamed and confounded for your own ways, O house of Israel. Next verse. 
That's the Lord God. In the day that I shall have cleansed you from all your iniquities, I will also cause you to dwell in the cities. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will cause you to dwell in the cities. And the waste shall be builded. All the things that have been destroyed shall be brought back again. The waste shall be builded. You shall be flourishing. You shall be, you shall be going forward and galloping higher and higher. Next verse. And the desolate land shall be tailed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The land that was not bearing fruit will now be tailed. Uh, he's not talking about farming. Understand that he's not talking about farming. He's talking these days. You, you, not how many of us farm? Farming was your major means of receiving cash. He's talking about what, what you do that brings you money. Your business, your job, all those things. He says, the, the desolate land, the places that the business that was not bringing fruit to start bringing fruit. It will be tilled. Whereas it lay desolate in the sight of all that was passed by. Next verse. And they shall say, this land that was desolate is becoming like the garden of Eden. This business that was not working has become like the garden of Eden. It has flourished so much. It has become so big. It has become so great. And waste, and the waste and desolate and ruined cities have become fenced and are inhabited. People are there. People are, are coming. If you are selling watch, your watch will be a number, a number one watch in the system. People will park cars, 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 and they'll be buying from you. Then the heathen that are left round about you shall know that I, the Lord, built the ruined places and planned that that was desolate. I, the Lord, have spoken it, and I will do it. Say, I, the Lord. Say, I, the Lord. I've spoken it. And I will do it. Have you seen it? If the scripture had ended here, it would have been the best thing in the whole world. We should have closed the service here. And stared ourselves up and ran out of the service. And gone out there knowing that we are going to do great things. The Lord is building the desolate places. The way cities are being built. But look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. That says the Lord. I will yet for this be inquired of by the house of Israel. To do it for them. That says the Lord, I will yet for this. All that I've said, I will yet for this be inquired of by the house of Israel. To do it for them. To do it for them. Tell me to do it for you. In other words, ask me. Pray. If you don't pray, I will not. It will not happen. So God can promise to you, he dies. If there's anything like that, he doesn't die. He has promises. They are prom- but they, you have a part to play. There's a place for you to fail. You must ask him. He says, I will yet for this be inquired of by the house of Israel to do it for them. And I will increase them with men like a flock. I'll bring them men like a flock. I'll bring them men like a flock. Next verse, verse 38. As the holy flock, as the flock of Jerusalem in her solemn feast, so shall the waste cities be filled with flocks of men. And they shall know that I am the Lord. They shall, the whole place will be filled with men. People will come. The cities will be filled. The city of God will be filled. But he says, I will yet for this be inquired of. Yeah. That is where human beings come in. It's called prayer. I will yet for this be inquired of by the house of Israel to do it for them. I, the Lord, have said it and I will do it. But I will yet for this be inquired of. I will yet for this be inquired of. So on Fridays we'll be here. Yeah. Inquiring of the Lord. Lord, what you have said in the beginning of the year, do it. Let it be done. Increase us with men like flock. We are working for you. We want, we want the house to, to grow. We want the church to go for it. We want the churches in the, in, the, in the kingdom of God to go for it. We want everything to happen. Let, let increase us with men like flock. He is the Lord of the harvest, remember. He is the owner of the sheep. And he can release them. What are we praying for? Father, release them. 
release the sheep. Increase us with men like flock. Increase us with men like flock. Build the waste places. Build the old places. Let things happen. Let supernatural things happen amongst us. Let there be miracles, signs, and wonders happen consistently and constantly. In the name of the Lord Jesus. If we don't pray for it, it will not happen. Miracles, signs, and wonders do not just happen. They are prayed for. You pray for it. You pray for it. We've been praying it in our closet. It has done something. I mean, can you imagine the power that one man can generate? It's not much. It's not much, isn't it? If I can move one pillar, and seven of us are holding pillars in this place, and we are moving them together, what do you think will happen? I mean, we will move forward. We will do more. We will do more. So it's like you are doing more. It's like you are seeing more things happening. So every Friday, are you ready for such things? Every Friday, you will be here. Praying. If you can't come, pray where you are, wherever you are. Pray where I'm giving you the prayer topic so that well, you just you just open and just start praying. You don't need anybody to raise a topic for you. One, just this guy, you can pray for two hours with this. Yeah. Ah, give us men. Increase us with men like flock. We are asking, Lord, if we don't pray like that, the church will be five. Forever. It will be where it is forever. And everybody will leave because. We, we are not really seeing much. Nothing is happening for us. They keep prophesying to us, but nothing is happening. Haven't you noticed churches collapsing? Yeah. There were people there before, but after some time, there's nobody there. Oh, yes, for this be inquired. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at ChristWorldINC.com. God bless you.